We've got Sean Ritchie on the line. Great to chat, Sean. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Louie. Very well. Pearl of Alsace. How is the mare? How has she travelled, if you are there already? And um, how is her health? And is she bright in herself? Yeah, she really is. You know, she's got a, a real dapple coming through in a coat. Um, this was always the target race for her. We didn't want to bring her down to Hastings on too many occasions. And um, she's won here when she was going through the grades last year. So she's had a look at the track back then. And um, we took her up to Whangarei for a week. And she, she went out to the beach there and walked on the water. And she tightened up a little bit up there. She got very fit very quickly. So um, she went a, went a great race. She ran some incredible sectionals in the last sort of four or five hundred. And then when she went into the next one, of course, she went home and we backed off her a little bit. We felt we had her over ready and we probably left a little bit uh, big in condition and she uh, looked the winner, looked like she's going to be a clear winner at the top of the straight and then um, and then just managed to get the job done, probably because she was just a little bit too fat that day, but we certainly tightened the buckle on an hour and she's ready to rock and roll. So is this a case of when you hear trainers talk about race, you know, preparing a horse for a target and working backwards, how long ago did you know that the Livermore was the one? And, and have you been able to do everything in reverse, essentially, knowing that today's the day she needs to be ready? Pretty much, yeah. Look, I mean, we've, we uh, we knew we were in a good place in the handicap, and to take on Legato and the weight for age horses um, too early would have been probably foolish. Uh, we've been going around in open handicaps with the minimum or half a kilo off. So obviously it's the softest entry into, into this race and the kindest way to get her there, and obviously with the least amount of travel. Uh, and it also opens up, if she performs super today, uh, that she can have a target in Melbourne as well because she's only third up. Uh, we've ridden a cold um, on both occasions first up this time, partly because of the barrier, but partly because we wanted to make sure that she learns to relax and runs the 2,000 metres out strongly. But we're not foolish enough to not use that barrier one today. So she'll have a, a change of racing pattern. She won't be, uh, she won't be back from that gate, and I'll, I'll be following the stewards when they arrive on course. So you imagine shit you'll be using it and hoping that maybe a cool side Mav can get across and you can, you can sit in the trail and get a card in, or would you even lead? She won't lead. I think she's definitely a better chaser, but when you come to group one level, you can't be giving them two biggest starts either. And to waste the barrier, one would be foolish. Like obviously, Sam Weatherly will make those calls, but the fact that she's stepping up from a 14 and a mile, she's probably going to leave the gate pretty well. And if she does that, then you wouldn't like to see her any further back than three back defence. Okay, three back defence, getting a gap at the right time. Uh, just to, for, I guess, people that would look, they would see that, and this is this is the tricky thing for weekend punters when they look at form in the in the TAB website. She's had one start on a good track and she's run fourth. But the reality is she's won four or five on a soft and a lot of those have been soft fives. So even if it comes to a good four today, there is just no issue at all with her on a good four. It's just semantics at that stage, isn't it? I think there's two things here. Firstly, the two times she was beaten, she was, she was very unlucky on both occasions. Um, one was at Wrongaray, of course, when she uh, when she flew home and just missed, and the path perhaps was a little bit too big. And the other time, um, she's run fourth in a Group 1 race in the third Breed of Stakes, and that was all in the first campaign. And she, it was an add-on race. We were sort of, the cuddle stakes was our grand final, and we, we went one more to the well, and... Um, and she probably should have pushed a lot closer in that race. She just had a lot of luck in the straight, and it's not quite as effective coming around a corner right-handed. So um, I'm not concerned at all about the good ground, and obviously with Mustang Valley being the horse to beat uh, as the favourite, then uh, the, the drier the track, uh, the better for, for everybody else in the race, I guess. Okay, Sean, we'll just get you out on this one. I had Rock Dancer on top in a, a really wide-open 65 staying race in the second, but I, I just thought his runs have um, been 
Uh, shit, her runs, I apologize. Her runs have been far better than probably the well, her last run in particular. I thought probably set her up beautifully for this. So uh, how is she? Um, that was a heavy nine. She goes back to a, a soft track today where she can, well, a good track today where I, th I think she'll probably be able to use that barrier again, barrier five. So uh, she traveled well and, and happy horse. Yeah, look, she's great. Look, she's been in a long time, but I don't. I think she's she's continuing to improve in the stable. Some of them just do well, as we know, and you wait for that substandard run. But uh, her runs have been getting better. She drew awkwardly here last time, and she was sort of trapped three wide, and and then made a, an earlier sort of a move, and was was even wider, and a run was full of merit. So uh, from gate five, she's going to get a much economical trip. She doesn't have to go back, um, very much like Pearl will say. So uh, we'll force her to ride a cold from from uh, from wide gates, but you'll find she'll be a lot handier today. Uh, but the problem is the good track. I'm actually standing on the track right now. I've said it's a, a slow five, but I'd be would be surprised if we didn't get an upgrade, just that little bit of wind and the, and the heat of the sun at some point through the day. So um, she may just want that point or two slower uh, to be super effective, but you'd think she's going to get an economical trip from that barrier. Great to chat, Sean. Really appreciate the information as always. Uh, Sean Ritchie, the trainer of Pearl Valsace, red hot chance in the, the Group 1 Liver Mold today. Sam Burgesson is on the line. We'll get to Sammy right now. Uh, mate, it's great to chat and aromatic. I mean, I'd probably make a similar case for her that you, you might look and people might have a, an opinion of aromatic that she, she goes through heavy and wet ground, but I think on a good track she is just as, if not more, effective. What about you, mate? Yeah, morning, Louie. Um, yeah, exactly like um, she, she's a, a group performer over 2,000 metres, albeit against her own sex, but um, yeah, like, we, we can't fold her at home. It probably sort of slows down, well, sort of hinders Mustang Valley, I guess. She sort of excels in it, but she's still a great man and still going to be, you know, very hard to beat. But, look, we, we're really happy with her. She's she's in great form at home. Um, the step up to 2,000 is really key for her. Um, and like you say, like, the good tricks, it's not going to hinder her chances. So, yeah, she, she looks a, a really nice each-way chance, though. Do, do you ride her cold from barrier 12? I mean, I don't know if you've made your mind up. Warren will have an idea. He knows the horse very well now, which is um, a massive bonus. But from barrier 12, is, is there really much option other than to go back and get some cover early? Yeah, just talking with Mark, that I think that that's going to be the plan. Obviously, we'll sort of uh, monitor the earlier races and, and see how things are panning out um, pattern-wise. Um, but the plan at this stage is probably to head back Hopefully he doesn't have to go too far back and can be midfield with a bit of cover somewhere. But if he has to slide further back, um, so be it. And hopefully, you know, she can she, she can get a nice run into it from there, sort of eight, 600 and build into it. And um, I'm sure she can give it a shake. Hey, my best bet of the day, um, Sam, is ro at Hastings is romancing the moon. I mean, she's right on price now at 270. I thought 360 was excellent. I went back and watched her live-in classic run just to convince myself that I was doing the right thing here. <laughs> it is ginormous. It is a absolute uh, belting run. And considering the horse that she's seen off in the later stages has gone and won a weight for age group one as well. Now, she won over 1,100 at Topor, and that was a month ago. So I'm suspecting you're hoping you've kept her fresh enough here that, that the 1,400 is going to be right on for her? Yeah, like um, she had a, a couple of... Well, she had an exhibition gallop at Tarapa, and then and then just a quiet one at uh, Meta Meta as well. Um, yeah, she she seems to be in great form. Probably her trials were only fair leading into that first up run, although she was second to Bonnie Lass. Um, it just took us a while to get her a bit fitter this year, and and like you said, that live in plastic. It, yeah, it was a fantastic win. Like Skewer sort of 
probably hit her there and went past her and, and she kicked back. She's just a, a tough, gritty mare um, who, who's got a, a fantastic racing pattern, sort of gets up there um, and, and just loves the, loves the dog fight and grinds it out. Um, and so, yeah, she gets in really well at the weight. Um, a nice barrage also. She'll get a soft enough run, sort of being the first four or five there, I'd imagine. Um, and, yeah, a, another one that looks a really nice chance. How, how high of an opinion do you have of her? Just give us the trainer's honest thoughts. I mean, is she a potential star for the, the stable? I mean, she's already a Group 1 winner, but are you going to be looking at her to, to really kind of assert herself and, and today a, a Group 3 um, against some, some good but fierce sprinters she, she could and should be handling? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, obviously, she's a Group 1 winner at her own age group. Um, so I think we'll know a lot more after today. Obviously, she's, you know, got to step up against the older horses, but she gets in really well at this ra- in this race um, at the weights and under the handicap. Um, so, look, if, if, yeah, if she wants to be sort of performing in those Group 1 races um, later on in the, in the spring and, and over the summer periods, um, yeah, she probably needs to, you know, run a real belter here today. A Pocatero in the same race. Uh, this is a, a nice, uh, well, a nice filly that's that's kind of progressing as well. Um, I mean, she's she's into Group Three company pretty quick here, though. But I guess she stuck her hand up last start. Yeah, we've always really liked her. She's been very progressive. Um, obviously, very lightly raced. Um, she was sort of set, setting up perfectly to the for the Cambridge Breeders at the back end of last season, and unfortunately got crook, so we gave her. A, bit of time off um, and I thought her first up win was really tough we thought she was going to be a bit vulnerable first up um, but sort of really stuck her neck out and had a real crack um, and, and fought those horses off uh, unfortunately the barrier draw sort of really hinders her um, we're probably going to have to go back from that from that barrier and, and just hope to get cover somewhere um, but look her, her work on the course proper on Tuesday with Romance in the Moon was yeah, top notch. Um, we can't falter at home. So with a bit of luck, um, I'm sure, you know, in the right run, uh, yeah, she, she's another one that could hopefully just sneak in there for a bit of black type. Mate, I know it's just your job to train the horses, but can you tell me if you think there is $2.50 worth of difference between Star of Justice and Viva Vienna in the Barnswood Farm Stakes? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. Like, um Probably we're probably more confident of Star of Justice getting the fourteen hundred. She looks like the type that's going to relish sort of the step up to fourteen, and then and then hopefully the mile all going well. Um, whereas Viva Vienna, it's going to be a, a bit of a push. Um, we're just going to yeah. Hopefully we're going to have to leave it up to Joe really and see how she jumps. It's got a bit of a sticky gate. Hopefully he can get some cover somewhere and we can ride her to sort of find the fourteen hundred. Um, where Star of Justice is probably drawn a little bit further in than her um, and, and should get a lovely run. Um, it's, honestly, it's pretty hard to split the two fillies. Um, Viva Vienna has sort of been there and done it, and Star of Justice is the, the, the up-and-coming one on the rise. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting race. Sorry, I can't give you a really definitive answer, but we'll know a lot more after after well, um, 10 past 4 today. <laughs> No, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I, you've kind of answered my question because, like, I, I looked at it the same, and I just thought, well, I couldn't take the two dollars around Viva Vienna when I've got such a, you know, we, we don't know. Star of Justice is probably the horse with the upside, so I think they would be closer chances than the market has them. You don't need to label one. That's not what we're wondering, Sam. Um, just <laughs> before we, before we let you crack on, Shala, we we love this guy. He's just such a, a nice wee horse, and uh, the Enigma. They're calling him now. 
the people that write the um, the people that write the, the TAB credits in the in the form book, they're calling him an enigma on the bubbles. A Caracamillion winner is an enigma because we just don't know. Um, is there any way to know what on the bubbles does today? Oh, look, honestly, um, not not really. Like we ca- we can't fault him at home. Um, you know his work's fantastic. He looks super. Um, he's travelled down well. Like we were pretty confident going into his last race, he was going to run a good race and, and was a touch disappointing. So, yeah, he, he's a real head scratcher at the moment. Um, but we're hoping, you know, the change of scene down here is going to sort of reinvigorate him a bit. He's a he's a bit of a thinker he's, and he's a, he's a real character at home. So um, we're hoping the change of scene down here at Christchurch and then obviously he's never raced at Ashburton. So, look, we're hoping that sort of change of scene um, gives him a new lease of life. Um, and, and Chella, like you say, he's a little marvel. He's going to, you know, bounce out, put himself up there. Um, he's obviously carrying a lot of weight, but he deserves it now. Um, so, yeah, it's just whether that weight, he, he can carry that. He's not the biggest horse, but he's going to give a great side out in front. Yeah, the mighty spar in as well as uh, Mazzucato. What's your best chance to train a, a winner today, Sam? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, that's a very good question. Um, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably go with you, Louis. Um Romancing the moon up north, but uh, something down south. Probably the, the mighty spay. If, if he jumps away, he tends to be tardy out of the barriers. We've tried everything, um, but if he jumps with them, um, you know he, he, he seems to map map really well um, and, and gets in well under the weights. Fantastic, good stuff, mate. Very good with your time as always. Enjoy the day, Sam Burgess, and getting a bit of that southern air. He is a, a star of the training ranks, of course, with Mark Walker for Tiaka. Good information there.